wanna live, I wanna give. I've been a miner for a heart of gold. This is Carl Zinsmeister with Sweet Charity, a series of stories about how private giving solves public problems, adapted from the Philanthropy Roundtable's Almanac of American Philanthropy. Corporate philanthropy has always been a mixed bag. There are some triumphs where bringing business skills to the charitable impulse yields extra effectiveness, but there are also lots of safe, mediocre, make-no-waves corporate gifts that show little inspiration. This is a tale about the good kind of corporate philanthropy, indeed the great kind, the type that creates something rare, something counted among the very best accomplishments of its type in human history, one of those crazy, extravagant idiosyncrasies that set Homo sapiens apart from all of God's other creatures, like a huge pyramid built in the desert, a sublime symphony written by a deaf composer, or a cathedral created over 500 years of labor. I mean this kind of thing. just heard in action the world's largest musical instrument, the Wanamaker organ, accompanied by a flash mob of Philadelphians singing along to celebrate its latest restoration. Thanks to grants from generous private donors and a very supportive corporate sponsor, a beautiful renovation of the exterior of the organ was unveiled last week. Its ornate woodwork was refinished in the original cream color, and the visible pipes were coated with three and a half pounds of pure gold leaf. When the black shroud hiding the results dropped, the crowd cheered and the organ roared. You see, the Wanamaker organ has been a Philadelphia cultural treasure for more than a century. Its namesake, John Wanamaker, created it in a burst of business savvy and charitable generosity. The story begins in 1911, when Wanamaker opened the most alluring department store ever created. His new sales emporium was a marble palace, the first retail property lighted by electricity. It boasted 8,000 clerks, staffing 12 stories and 45 acres of floor space, a regular wonderland where shoppers could purchase everything from boots to feathered hats, from dime novels to pianos, with lunch at one of the store's three restaurants tucked in between. And you could also take in a concert at Wanamaker's. Lots of concerts. In the Egyptian theme auditorium, 
in the Greek performance hall, or merely while shopping in one of the store galleries that rings the Grand Court, which stretches seven stories high in the center of the building. Because that atrium is the home of the world's most astonishing organ. You see, John Wanamaker was not only a commercial genius, but someone who loved music. He employed an orchestra, chorus, military band, and bugle corps to draw people into his store. He was also a religious man and considered the organ the king of musical instruments, a tool for simulating heaven on earth. So at one point, he and his son bought the massive organ created especially for the St. Louis World's Fair. Shipping it to Philadelphia required a 13-car train. The organ was soon booming recitals through the central heart of the store several times a day. Wanamaker came to view this organ as one of his greatest contributions to the civic life of his hometown. It was his effort to offer everyday people both daily enjoyment and a glimpse at the possibilities of a deeper inner life. And he was not a man for half-steps. So not long after installing the World's Fair instrument, which was already the largest in the world at more than 10,000 pipes, he began to expand it. Wanamaker hired the organ's original maker and put 40 full-time craftsmen on the Wanamaker department store payroll. He gave them a workshop carved out of menswear and other sections, and he ran an invisible factory right in the heart of his retail operation that fabricated legions of metal and wooden pieces, pumps, controllers, wires, and pipes. When the men finished working 20 years later, the organ weighed 287 tons. It had six stacked keyboards, 42 pedals, and 897 voice controls. It now possessed 28,628 pipes, far more than any other instrument on the planet. It became one of the man-made wonders of the world, with an astonishing voice that often sounds more like a 90-person symphony than the one-man band that it actually is. Retail, however, is a cutthroat business, and the Wanamaker store was eventually overtaken by history. The operation was bought out by other sellers, and they weren't willing to carry out the constant tinkering needed to maintain the world's largest organ in top form. The staff of organ technicians dwindled from 40 men to just two. By the 1980s, only a quarter of the organ's pipes were still working. Then came a second philanthropic miracle. The old Wanamaker department store eventually reopened as a Macy's. Only three floors remained in use for sales. The rest of the building was converted into offices, but the organ was still there, and it turned out to have two important supporters. One supporter was the nonprofit group formed in 1991 called Friends of the Wanamaker Organ. It started raising donations large and small from organ enthusiasts and from Philadelphia civic elites. 
The second key supporter was the Macy's Company. They recognized the remarkable history and artistic value of the organ that came with their building, and they built the organ maintenance staff back up. Today, there are two organ curators who are Macy's employees who oversee five additional technicians who are paid by the Friends nonprofit. These men continually make repairs and manufacture small parts to keep this gigantic sound machine and its hundreds of thousands of pieces in good working order. The most generous of the many private donors to the organ have been the Haas family, prominent Philadelphia area philanthropists who established the William Penn Foundation and several other grant offering groups. Fred Haas, who is a serious Oberlin-trained organist himself, has donated about $10 million over recent years to cover a series of renovations at the Wanamaker organ. As a result of all this gift-fueled repair work, almost every part of the organ is back to being playable. Indeed, many improvements have given the instrument a more gorgeous voice than ever before. And Macy's has made one other important contribution. They allow the instrument to be played heavily. Twelve times every week, there are scheduled 45-minute concerts. These take place while the store is operating with clerks and shoppers simply flowing around the people who come into the store to enjoy the unusual music. There are occasions where a business makes a seminal contribution to the civic life of its home community. This is one of those. John Wanamaker's unsurpassed musical instrument really did turn out to be his greatest creation for Philadelphia. And the Macy's Company turned out to be just the right guardian that the Wanamaker organ needed while private donors were funding its return to glory. So if you're ever in Philadelphia, try to catch a concert in the Grand Court of Macy's at City Center. Or if you want to help keep the pipes breathing for another century, send a contribution to the Friends of the Wanamaker Organ. You'll be connecting with one of the sonic wonders of the world. For Sweet Charity, this has been Carl Zinsmeister. And for more tales from the Almanac of American Philanthropy, find the book at Amazon. I want to live, I want to give I've been a miner for 